Hi, and welcome to the Tea with Intuitives podcast. I'm Nelly, an Akashic reader, past life psychic, and channeling coach. And I'm Brittany, an esoteric healer, Akashic record reader, and authentic empowerment coach. Each episode, we answer one of your questions about spirituality, the Akashic records, energy healing, meditation, spirit guides, and the unseen world. So we invite you to grab your cup of tea while we answer today's question from Sajdik Ashley, can you have multiple contracts with the same soul? But before we dive in into the subject, Brittany, what tea are you drinking today? I am drinking a vanilla cream citrus Earl Grey. It's Yum. really good <laughs> with oat milk. Mm. What about you? Um, it's a very simple green tea today. <laughs> Yum. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I just had my sip of tea <laughs> and I am ready. Brittany, do you want to share your experience about um, multiple contracts with the same soul? Absolutely. And I think there are a lot that a lot of things that go into this question because I probably interpret this differently than Melly does. But when I am taking a look at soul contracts, I see them in my mind in a very certain way. <laughs> the guides are very funny. So if I am asking about a soul contract or seeing if there's one there, to me, it, it looks like a piece of paper or a scroll with these bullet points. And within that contract, they show me the bullet points or sort of the details of the soul contract itself. So like, okay, for instance, for me and my fiance, there might be a soul contract there, but within that soul contract, there could be bullet points of learning to speak your mind in an intimate relationship, right? Or being open to sharing your truth in an intimate relationship. That might be one of the bullet points for me in this soul contract. Um, for him, it might be opening the heart more to a more adventurous relationship and allowing more spontaneous nature in a relationship. And that is great because I love being spontaneous. I love booking weekend flights to New York <laughs> that are, you know, super adventurous, super spontaneous. And for him, he's never done that before. So we have this really beautiful reciprocal contract where we each support what the other person needs and what's beautiful about the work I do I'm an air sign I am very much in the clouds the work I do keeps me in the ethers all day long I love it but I'm very ungrounded naturally and mm. for him he's a huge earth sign huge earth <laughs> so he helps me ground he helps me stay realistic and he actually helps me make a plan for the things that are still in my dream state he helps me bridge them and bring them down to earth to become reality so in that soul contract of our relationship itself it's beautiful it works really well we complement but but we're not stagnant we're not meant to be our relationship we're always supposed to help each other grow and i'm giving my own personal example but even though i've i've opened the records for other clients and seen different soul contracts. Um, I do think there are soul contracts or these sort of, like I said, the scroll I can see and the to-dos or sort of the benchmarks within that relationship 
I'll also say we can have contracts between businesses or entities or companies. I think that there are contracts between like, let's say our work, the work that we do. I think there are contracts for what we sign up for and we say, okay, in my work-life balance, this is what I want to work on. Or when I pursue a relationship with my career, these benchmarks are going to be in that sort of contract with my, my work life or my career life. So even though we have sole contracts between like us and our partners and our family, the people we work around, our friends, right? Whatever it might be. I do think that there are sort of these contracts that are outside of soul to soul. I think it's more of our soul to the experiences we are meant to have and what's going to come through that. And I hope that makes sense. So that's how I view soul contracts. That's how they appear in the Akashic records. But I'm curious, Melly, what do they look like to you and what do they feel like? Um, and I also just, if you could, I didn't really do this well. <laughs> if you could kind of clarify what a soul contract is for anyone listening, I think that would be very helpful. Yeah. Okay. So what you just said totally makes sense for me. When I channel the Akashic records, are I very much go back to the astral plane and I see myself as my client and I'm up there and I can see them making their soul plan. And when you make your soul plan, you decide... Um, which will be your soul types, your life missions, your talents, your desires, everything. And you also decide who you are going to need and you make your soul contracts. And um, oftentimes soul contracts, I see them for two reasons. First, you want to evolve and help each other. And second, I see them as a way to balance karma with mm -hmm. other people. And I really want to emphasize on the fact that karma is never a punishment. It's an opportunity to learn a lesson. So it's not as if um, you killed someone in a past life and then you decide to be violently killed in this life. When this kind of trauma happens in your life it's always by accident but you do put yourself in situations where maybe you will work with groups to help people who have been the victim of attempted murders or maybe with the family of a deceased person and so it's your way to help um, just to it's always a way to make sure that you understand um, the two sides of the coins and so when you make your soul contracts with other people, I see it the same way as you do. I see it as you have one contract with a person, but with lots of bullet points. Mm -hmm. There is kind of a, um, a general theme. And in with my clients, I oftentimes see a theme of trust for people who have been betrayed by the other person in the past. Um, so it's an opportunity for the person who has been betrayed to learn to trust and the other person who was a betrayer to learn to be faithful and honest. Um, because if the relationship isn't working, that person needs to be honest with themselves and the other person. Um, 
So this is how there are lots of, of bullet points, because if we go with a theme of betrayal, well, there's a theme of maybe the fear of intimacy, um, speaking your truth. And so all these small bullet points will be in the contract. And I oftentimes see the main fears that we drag from past lives are there in the soul contracts. So people are there to either trigger in or help you heal those fears. And when you were talking about your fiance, um, I too, I, I am in a relationship where I am with a soulmate. And I'm not saying I, I am with the my soulmate. We have lots of soulmates that are planned for us. And sometimes they don't last over time. Um, because that's a plan that that's a plan that's in the contract you need to help me get from a to z and learn a lesson um, about not being afraid of judgment and it's going to be for a short period of time and then you move on to someone else but also sometimes you have a soulmate contract with someone but once they get to the earth plane things go bad, like they start getting into drugs and they're really not emotionally av available and you cannot be with that person. And so that's why you have lots of soulmates planned out for you <laughs> so that the soul guides can help you out and recalibrate for you if it's not possible with someone. Um, and, and also it's always an opportunity for you. Maybe you feel a strong pull to be with that person, but you see like, whoa, he's a drug addict or he has, um, you know, gaming problems. I cannot be with that person. And it's an opportunity for you to stand up for yourself and say, no, uh, maybe if you get better, but I need to have some self-respect and this is not what I want nor what I need right now. Beautiful. So one thing that I want to just point out, you you said it, I'll just say it in a different way is soul contracts do end. There can definitely be, oh, you've finished everything on these benchmarks or the bullet points in this relationship, or it's this relationship at this job. Maybe you've finished what you came there to do. You've met the person at the job you were supposed to meet. You grew in that job the way you're supposed to grow. So you know what? you might start getting the feeling it's time to move on from that job mm. simply because the contract there has been completed. Same with relationships. And, you know, it's really funny because I am in my 20s. And as most of us do, we date, we meet people, they're either great or they're not so great. And people can get into these really deep states of grief or loneliness when, when we end a relationship, especially an intimate partnership. But the thing is, the best thing that you can do, in my opinion, is to zoom out and to understand that if that relationship has come to some sort of conclusion, your souls have not concluded. <laughs> your souls are going to continue on hanging out with each other and learning from each other and playing leapfrog and jumping from here to there. And it's always going to be a supportive relationship, even if the relationship here in the 3D has come to a conclusion in one way or the other. You're never, ever losing that person. But the relationship and what it gave you or what you gave it or how you grew from it, it has ended and it, it is a time to move on. The other thing I want to point out that you said, because I was taking notes, is um, these soul contracts 
also are a way to be of service. Soul contracts can be huge with a lot of things to do within that contract or very tiny. I want to tell you about Wendy. Wendy came into a coffee shop I was working at in 2018. She came there every Sunday before she would go to the spiritual church down the road. And one day we started talking because we had finally gotten to a point in our relationship that we were able to be more personal. So I was making her coffee and we were talking about spirituality and she told me she does Akashic record readings. This woman who was um, a customer of mine, I would make her favorite latte every Sunday, introduced me to the Akashic records and she gave me my first Akashic record reading ever. And she gave me the book that I would two years later eventually learn how to read the Akashic records from. So this small but very mighty very significant soul contract she was my my guide to introduce me into the akashic records and you know what that was it that yeah. was the whole point of our our friendship that was the whole point of our contract and i'm so grateful for it but she was very very special and my own spiritual journey is special in my own own journey and it, it like in the snap of a finger is completed. She did what she was supposed to do. And what I want to point out too, is that it's very possible that in a past life with Wendy, I could have been a teacher for her in some way. I could have been a caretaker for her in some way, where in order for us to balance the karma or to balance the scales, as I like to call it, in another life, she would have to pass on knowledge to me. That would be just as impactful in order for us to have this harmonized reciprocal relationship. And I think a lot of soul contracts just do that. They just allow us to balance the scales between different relationships, different souls we meet. We are all just trying to come to this point of, of balance where there's no more give and take needed in order for us to balance the scales in that relationship. So mm -hmm. that's my little story, but soul yeah. contracts can be big and they can be small. And if you listen to our previous episode about connecting to animals, we can also have soul contracts with animals as well. Yeah. And before we finish, I really want to um, say two things. Um, first, I want to reassure people because I know a lot of people come to us regarding romantic relationships and um, lots of relationships have a span in time, as you said. And sometimes they last longer than they should. And I want to reassure people that's completely fine. It didn't happen to me. I had a relationship that looking back and talking with my spirit guides, it should have lasted three to six months. <laughs> like this person was there to help me move into my adult life and, and be more confident. And, and that was it. And it, there was something about creativity as well that was brewing. And that was it. But I was very, very young. That relationship started when I was 19. And, um, and so I let it drag on and it became a toxic relationship. But I wasn't able to let go because I had that fear of rejection. And I was very um, a strong people pleaser. And so the relationship lasted three years and a half. And to get out of that relationship, what happened is that I had an earth angel come to me and I won't go into that because I think it's going to be a great subject for next podcast, what earth angels are, but an earth angel came to me to um, give me the courage to end the relationship. But the thing that happened is that even though the relationship lasted 
three years more than it was supposed to do, I didn't lose my time because I learned so many lessons along the way in how I, um, about self-respect and what I want and what I accept and don't accept um, in terms of how I'm being treated in a relationship. And it made me a much stronger person. So if the spirit guides see that you are kind of, stuck they are going to give you the leeway that you need to um, maneuver in this relationship and learn your life lessons and at some point if it's enough they're going to intervene and help you out so this is the first thing I wanted to say I always want to say that um, regarding karmic debt if you're in a romantic relationship with someone with whom you have lots of karmic debt there will be a lot of conflict, which is fine because this is what you two want to explore, but it's going to be difficult. It's not going to be smooth sailing. And if you've had many of these relationships and you're kind of fed up, you can just ask your spirit guides, spirit guides, please bring to me a romantic partner with whom I have very little or no karmic debt. And it's going to happen. And it can happen because I'm in one of these relationships and it's so easy it's been 15 years and every year I tell Pierre like time flies by when in good company <laughs> yeah oh I love it yeah and and one thing you've touched on is free will you have mentioned that a couple mm -hmm. of times even though we're talking about soul contracts you have to understand when we incarnate the soul contracts kind of become more of suggestions <laughs> because your personality, your own free will does come into play. And Melanie described it beautifully, which is how the guides will keep track of what you wanted to do in a life and kind of the benchmarks you wanted to reach and learn from and, and balance the scales and, you know, release the karma. The guides keep track of those benchmarks you set up and even if your free will is staring you a little off path, <laughs> maybe a little, maybe in a relationship that's, you know, you shouldn't be in anymore, or maybe you weren't supposed to be in your contract or whatever it might be. Um, it's okay. It is totally fine. Like you said, and everything you need and everything that is sort of going to reflect your soul contracts and the lessons will come to you in other ways even if it wasn't the initial relationship that you had planned for that to come to you in so yeah beautifully yeah, that's the soul guide's job it's like <laughs> it's a it's a game to them they always show me like a a chess match yeah. And they need to move the pieces accordingly. And they're having lots of fun. Um, I'm not saying that they're happy when things go wrong with us and we're unhappy, but they're, they're having fun recalibrating everything for us to help us with our growth. Absolutely. I see it. I love how you say it's like a chess match because I think of that often, but I also see it as like, Almost like if you think of technology and you think of how you could have this huge screen in front of you and on these little parts of the screen, there's like a hundred different tabs open and they're all like the spider web and they're all woven together and we can push one piece of a soul contract on the timeline out further and bring one in closer mm -hmm. as you change your decisions. And it really is like a Sims yes. game. <laughs> yes, it yeah. is. It is. And we can touch on that later, but... 
um, on the astral plane, when we make our soul plans, we kind of use that type of technology over there. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. it. Oh my gosh, what a good conversation. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Tea with Intuitives podcast. If you have a question for us, you can send it to teawithintuitives at gmail.com or via Instagram or YouTube. Your love for this podcast helps us grow and reach more like-minded souls. So don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Have a beautiful week.